I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Pat, I don't know about you, but um, Twitter being bought by Elon Musk, um, and watching the quote-unquote fallout from that, we need critical thinking now more than ever in this country. Holy crap. So today we're going to dedicate the show to... Um, um, how, how shall we put this? Um, the absolute insanity that came after the news of Twitter officially accepting the 5420... Did you catch the reference offer from Elon Musk per share? $54.20. He always does this, Pat. Always. There, there's got to be a, a weed reference in everything. 420? Is, 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 are, are you serious right now? Are, are you kidding me? That's what you oh. took away from this? No. I didn't take that away. That's literally what he does. He has done that on multiple occasions while buying different things. He will do it on purpose. He will put an extra 20 cents into something or $420 onto something. Just to put a weed reference into things. It's a joke. It's a meme for him. I mean. And it worked. Yeah, it works. Now, that having been said, yes, Elon Musk now has entered into an agreement. He technically does not yet own Twitter. That has not stopped the insanity, the meltdown, the holy bananas from happening. So we're going to discuss that on today's show. Of course, we're going to play the B or not the B. But truth or fiction, um, going on TikTok, Pat, to vent your frustration over Elon Musk owning Twitter is a cell phone. Wait, what? Truth or fiction, going on TikTok to vent your frustration over somebody owning another social media platform is a cell phone. Uh, Yes, because you do TikTok on your cell phone. It's a self own. You are owning yourself. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Wow, I know it's early, Pat, but holy Moses, man! Yeah, yeah, that would it, it, uh, with everything I've seen on the socials the last day or so about this. Most likely, yes, it's probably some sort of self-owned somewhere. Well, <clears throat> I, I present to you this. Well, it looks like Twitter's gone. They accepted the money. 
And Elon Stalin is taking over. So f Twitter and goodbye forever, you insane Q-like forum. Or soon to be insane like Q-like forum. Peace out. Bye. Elon Musk, this is directly to you. Enjoy Twitter. I just deactivated mine. I will not be reactivating it. Enjoy. I deactivated my account and deleted the app. That's what I think of it. Elon Musk. Today, Twitter has announced that they've been bought by Elon Musk, or however you say his name. Um, I'm not interested in staying on Twitter anymore because of this. And I think there's a lot of people that are about to leave. So I just wanted to let everyone know that you can find me here. I'm going to also share this on Twitter before I deactivate my account so that anyone who wants to follow me can find me here as well. Hey, I did a thing today. I deactivated my Twitter account. You can too. <laughs> you, you know what? Good riddance. Bye, Felicia. Sayonara. Bye. Like, seriously, though, like, like this is this is absolutely ridiculous. These are the same people that said, well, if Trump wins, I'm going to leave the country. How many right? of them left the country, Pat? None of them. And I'm wondering how many of you people are actually going to stay the hell off of Twitter now that Elon Musk has bought it. First of all, did, did you see his tweet yesterday about how he hopes his uh, haters will stay on Twitter because that's what free speech is all about? I, that's the thing, though. It's not that about they, that, though, They don't Pat. want that. They want their own controlled version of Twitter. Yeah, exactly. They What they want has nothing to do with your ability to speak something. It has everything to do with them wanting to never have to hear a differing opinion. Them never wanting to have to confront the fact that people think differently than they do or act differently than they do. Or God forbid that they have to hear something that, um, that they may disagree with ever in their entire lives. And, you know... I was one of the very early adopters of Twitter. Mm -hmm. I happened to get in um, and on Twitter very early in its rise, if you will. Right. I, I was probably in fact, let me look it up here real quick, Pat. Um, so talk away real quick. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this I, I'd be theory. interested. I can't remember exactly when I joined Twitter. My my thing is this: if if you're that upset, get off of Twitter. I mean, this is a great way to clean house of all the absolute crazy people, anyway, in my opinion. So if you are this pissed off that Elon Musk bought Twitter and, and actually, you know, did business, by the mm -hmm. way, you know, th this is this is what business looks like. Um, you know, Twitter didn't have to accept his offer. By the way, they didn't have to. They should have, but they didn't have to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this isn't if you're pissed at Elon Musk, you're pissed at the wrong pe person, honestly. And if you're this upset that you don't get to have your version of Twitter anymore mm -hmm. or potentially don't get to have your version of Twitter anymore, I, I, because here's the thing. No one actually knows what Elon Musk is going to do. The only thing that we know is that he's promised a free speech platform. That's all we really know. At the end of the day, in terms of what he's going to do to make the platform better and make it a better social media network and make it more competitive in the social media realm and, and actually make some very necessary updates to it. What are you freaking out over? No one knows what's going to freaking happen. Yeah, I mean, he. Short of literally cleaning house, right, Pat? How, right. How effectual will these changes be what will happen we have no idea for all we know twitter could suck right now i mean granted pretty much anything elon musk touches doesn't really suck it ends up usually being pretty awesome um mm. but some people would say that tesla has been hit or miss but they've created it, a really good brand right 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 that's my point like i'm not saying like like tesla's not going to be for everybody just like Twitter's probably not going to be for everybody either. 
I mean, how how many people did we say that was on Twitter before all of this? It was like what one percent of America or something no, it's like 10%. that. Ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. And only one um, percent of that ten percent is actually act, daily active. active. Right. Yep. So my 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 point is, this really doesn't affect that many people. If, if in the, at the grand grand scheme of the, at the end of the day, the, the people that are leaving is probably going to be an infinitesimal amount. It's not just that for me, Pat. It is, this is the society that the visual mediums of TikTok, <clears throat> Instagram Reels, all that sort of stuff, right, mm-hmm. has given us, is this idea of self-importance. Right. And, well, you can make it a case that social media is that in general, and sure. Sure. It depends on how you use it, right? And I've been an adopter of Twitter since January of 2009, by the way. Mm, so two years before me. Way ahead mm-hmm. of its popularity. Um, because I saw it as a way to build community, a way to build people discussing different topics, right? Exposing yourself to different things and yada, yada, yada. But that's because I've always been interested in critical thinking and getting ahead of things. And that's fine. But I, I will say this, Pat. Um, the, the overall reaction just shows you the self-importance. To get on another social media platform to tell people that I'm so important and I'm so better than everybody else that I'm leaving Twitter. Literally, nobody should care. You want to go? Go. You want to stay? Stay. At the end of the day, Elon Musk doesn't see Twitter as a business, right? Mm -mm. He sees it as what? The public square. He sees it as a platform in which we get to de facto discuss issues, have harsh conversations, because if you were to go, and I'm, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you ever been to London? Have you ever been to England? No, I, I've never been to Europe. Okay. So they still have the soap boxes, right? The the salt boxes where you can go and stand and, and speak in, in mm. certain parts of, of the city, right? That's what this is, right? It, it is literally your ability to speak. It is your voice. And if you choose not to use it, go for it. Elon Musk is not going to care. It, and to that point, Pat, I want to, I uh, just so you know how insane the reactions have been, listen, listen to what CNN's analysis of this was all about. Look, who knows? I, I think that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you... Uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what, what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the right. advertisers stay away? What does that do to the, yeah. the business prospects for Twitter itself? All I right. think that's very much an this is nuts, only because of the very last part. I don't disagree with Brian Stelter, right? Some people are right. going to hate it. Some people are going to love it. Personally, I think more speech is better than no speech. And, Honestly, <clears throat> I think and, we will see an increase. But here, here's, the, here's the rub in all of this, though, right? Because Twitter has become a global company. Are we looking at this from a purely American perspective? The answer is yes. Yes. Because around the world, they don't see this, right? They they see this idea of free speech as, as an affront to their sensibilities, if you will, right? Because people in Europe are freaking the ever-loving crap out because, oh my God, people who who have really terrible opinions are going to be able to speak those opinions in the public square. Over in Europe, they have not grown up with an enshrinement of, guess what? You're a jerk. You still get to say your jerk things, 
but I don't get to pay attention to them, right? I don't have to give you a, I don't have to give you an amplification of your opinions, right? Right. If here's a here's a prime example of this, Pat, and, and I think I've used this on the show before, but when we were on our honeymoon trip to uh, Germany and Austria, okay, we we were in Munich, and we were going to, um, I forget where we were going at the time. We were going from the Marienplatz, which is the the big square that everybody knows, to I believe the the residence. Um, where they house a lot of the the old Bavarian kingdoms uh, stuff, okay? Right in between the two, they have a free speech zone, if you will, right? Guess who was there? Guess who was there? Antifa. Yeah. Guess how many people were paying attention to the 10 Antifa members that were there. Zero. It's either a lot or none. Cared. Mm -hmm. There were more police officers than Antifa members. (laughs) There. And literally nobody cared. We left. Antifa was leaving. And they went from 10 to about four people. In the hour and a half. That they were in, in that zone. That is the example of free speech that I'm talking about, right? Nobody amplified their BS, right? Nobody gave a crap. Nobody stopped and engaged in them, which means your opinions, your thoughts, your political speech means bupkis to the general public. Now, it's also true that 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 free speech zone is in an area that is a heavily tourist area, but the, the whole point should be then if if this is something that is so offensive and so out of this world, wouldn't you think people being so offended would stand up and like engage it? No, that's how you deal with radical BS. That's how you deal with if now over there, the Nazi situation is different, right? Like, let's say the the neo-Nazi movement had this thing going on here in America, right? They march down the street. Don't engage. That's what they want, though. They want that engagement. They want you to react. They want you to do those things. If you don't give them anything, if you if you don't give their BS oxygen, what does it matter? Well, Twitter is amplified. No, they're not. You have a choice as to whether or not you want to see it, engage in it, or ignore it. You have that power. This has always been the rub of Twitter, the rub of Facebook, the rub of any social media platform, right? While Twitter's algorithms, while Facebook algorithms, while other algorithms may suggest things that you might want to follow over time, you have full control over what you see. Full control. If you don't want to see something, block it. If you don't want to engage in it, you can literally block terms, right? You can literally do all sorts of things. If you are so triggered by a a differing opinion that you have to do that, you have tools at your disposal. And more importantly, if you're not mature enough to handle a, a discourse that involves things that you may not like or agree with, I would highly suggest You start adulting in general. Now, with that having been said, the other part of this I want to focus in on, Pat, is the business aspect of it. What? If they go private, does it matter to them if advertisers give a crap about advertising on Twitter? First of all, Pat, I have never known a single business that gives a bleep about advertising on Twitter. Quite literally. I was going to say, it's never really been that kind of platform. It has never been a platform in which, you know what? We got to spend uh, 50% of our advertising budget on Twitter ads. Now, As someone that's in digital marketing, because we, we do ads on different social media platforms. I'm I'm sure we probably do something. It's not something that's common. Let's put it that way. 
and, and, and I do know that there are platforms like the, the company that I worked for, we did do Twitter advertising, but mm-hmm. we did it because that was a place that the the target audience we were going for would be on, right? And, and that's fine, but but it was such a small percentage. It was like 1% of our advertising budget, right? It, it's just nuts. We advertised more on Waze than we did on Twitter. Now, again, we were a parking company. That would make some sense, right? Right. But, I mean, the in- utter insanity of this concept of, oh, what about their business prospects? They're going to, Elon Musk is privatizing the business because it should have been private the entire time. This should never have been a publicly owned business. Why? Because a publicly owned business has one goal and one goal only, right, Pat? Make money. Right. That's it. A publicly traded company's fiduciary duty is to make money for the shareholders. That is it. Now, you might argue that it also has duties and responsibilities in terms of being a responsible citizen, you know, doing the right things, right? Okay? Right. You also enter into much more stringent territories. Now, Having said that, a private business, yes, it still exists to make money. However, as a private business, your your main goal might not be to make money. Your main goal might be to affect change. Your main goal might be to do something different, right? And sure, by a byproduct, if I make a boatload of money, great. If I don't make money, oh well. You have much more flexibility in your fiduciary duty. Because why? Because the agreement upon the principals who now own the company is different. It doesn't have to just be about money. Oh my God, what about the Twitter advertising? Do you think Elon Musk gives a bleep about that? Not at all. Not even, not even remotely. All right. Now, before we get into the other reactions on Twitter and various other platforms, Pat, I think it's time that we play the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, let's do it. All right. With that having been said, um, let me do this because apparently I got rid of the the, uh, the link. But uh, let me let me pull it back up here. The headline. Democrats continue proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. Democrats continue the proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. While you are thinking of that, Pat, we have mentioned the uh, the fundly for Dave, Faith, and Mr. Clarence, right? DMX and DM, there are nine days left. We are still sitting at $15,795, and we have not had a single other donation to this fund in 20 days. Nine days left. Within that nine days, if you make a donation, here's what I will do. If you make a donation of $20 or less, let me know. DM me on Twitter. Find me on social media. Let me know. I will match your donation. That's what I will do. Let's finish strong for Dave, for Faith, their dog, Mr. Clarence. And all the things that they've had to go through. I mean, the rigmarole that they've had to go through is just nuts. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, in the coming days here, we'll we'll have Dave on the show. I just, you know, we're, we're trying to give him the space that he needs to get the ducks in a row. This is how long it's taken. We literally had this discussion like a week after all this happened. And I was like, hey, well, I'll, I'll contact you next week. And we've spoken twice since then because this is how insane this has been. So, donate some money over the course of the rest of this week, by the way. If you donate $20 or less, anything up to $20, okay, I will match that donation. So, if you donate $50, I will match 20 of that $50, personally. Because they deserve our help, our love, and our support. Another way that you can do this, by the way, is also going to American Pride Roasters. They're beginning to roast again. The business is beginning to slowly turn the spigot on. That doesn't mean you're going to get your American Pride Roasters order right away. But start thinking about helping the business, too. 
So you have two options. Let me know. DM me if you do make a donation. Again, you can find that funly pinned to the top of my Twitter page. Um, we will also um, put it on our respective uh, Facebook pages, and I'll probably throw the link on Getter as well, um, where you can uh, see me uh, tweeting and, and discussing things as well. Tweeting, um, Gettering or whatever, posting on Getter. Um, it's at the Coffin Show, at the Padoni Show for Mr. Padoni. But with that having been said, Pat, do you need the headline one more time or no? Well, one more time. Okay, Democrats continue proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. Is that the B or not the B? Man, I can see this being real. Um, I'm going to go with the Babylon B, but I'm not sure. Your instincts are good, my friend. Your instincts are good because this is the Babylon B. Despite the lifting of mask mandates across the United States, Democrats have chosen to continue their proud tradition of wearing white masks to show their political affiliation. Quote, mandate or not, I'm still wearing a mask to show others what side of the political aisle I am on. Unquote, said a liberal Democrat, Snodley McGuberson, while proudly donning a white mask over his face. Just like dear old Gramps, assistant caliph to the Supreme Grand Wizard back in the good old days. <laughs> Thousands of Democrats have posted screeching manifestos on so social media, defiantly donning white claws over their faces to symbolize their desire for overwhelming government power to enforce a perfect society upon, uh, based upon cult-like zealotry, just like white-hooded Democrats of the past. Quote, it just feels right, you know, masking up and attacking people of differing beliefs from behind a shroud of anonymity, said McGuberson. My Democrat grandpa would be so proud. <laughs> Damn, Gina! Oh. Um. So wait, do they do they have red masks for the Grand Wizards then? Good question. Good question. Just, just. But, but just if you asking. get a chance, go check it out because the uh, side by side is <laughs> side by side picture is just fantastic. Oh. Now. Having said all of that, of course, we're not done with the insanity of the reactions to Musk buying Twitter, but we also have some other things to get into, mainly a discussion of what's next for Twitter. And, um, you know, I put out some things about that. So let's let's get in with the insanity because we're not done here. Um, <clears throat> what do you think the reaction of somebody named Victims of Capitalism Memorial Foundation, who would have as their reaction, Pat? What do you think that reaction's like? Do, do you remember the um, when Donald Trump won, there was that that guy that was kind of like wearing like the safety vest and with the beanie and the glasses, and he was just like crying out in the middle of the street? That, that wasn't it a would guy. be something like that. That was a girl. Are you talking oh, about was a girl? Never mind. So... <laughs> Oh, it's always a guy, but um, that would, I'm assuming that would be this, a similar reaction. <clears throat> Just going to say this while I still can F Elon Musk and his corny 2010 meme ass. Elon Musk is a white supremacist, coup loving union busting piece of bleep who hasn't invented a single bleeping thing in his entire life. Uh, well, they clearly haven't paid attention to Elon Musk then. Okay. Well, see, to the left, he stole Tesla. He didn't invent the electric car. He he stole his I. Or or alternatively, Pat, um, mm -hmm. he had the money to invest in an idea that he also believed in, and it worked. <sighs> Just out of curiosity, have they started hashtag not my Twitter yet? No, but they did start the RIP Twitter hashtag, <laughs> which is super ironic. But hey, yeah, <clears throat> that's just one opinion. Um, But Elizabeth Warren, you know what it is, Pat? We have to have a wealth tax that that mm. <clears throat> this deal is dangerous for our democracy. Ah, there. There, there it is. is. There it is. That's it. It's dangerous for our... What? 
what democracy do we live in? I, I'm uh, really confused by this because I'm pretty sure somebody who serves in an elected position called the Senate, um, a senator, uh, <clears throat> that would suggest what, Pat? A representative republic that is, sure, a form of democracy. But here's the rub. To the left, they don't mean republic when they're talking democracy. They mean right. democracy, like as in the Athenian version of democracy. <clears throat> this deal is dangerous for our democracy, said Focahontas. Billionaires like Elon Musk play by a different set of rules than everyone else, accumulating power for their own gain. We need a wealth tax and strong rules to hold big tech accountable. Hold the bleeping phone. Wait a minute. Accountable for what and to whom? Before Elon Musk took over? Accountable for what and to whom? Right. Also, what the hell does a wealth tax have to do with a GDing thing here? Um. It, 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 oh, I know what it. I know what it is. I know, I know. It oh. has to do with lining the pockets of Elizabeth Warren. It, isn't that what the tribal payments are supposed to? Wait, 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 wait. She's not Indian. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, you're, okay. you're, yeah, that, that that's not. Uh, Maybe you shouldn't uh, claim yeah. to be part of the Potawatomi tribe. Uh, here in um, the upper Midwest, because uh, those people make a nice, nice living not having to do a damn thing. You know what? You know what? If she's if she's so hell bent over the Elon Musk Twitter takeover, she can uh, put in an application to get one one over. Uh, uh, Was it one thousand twenty fourth? One one thousand twenty fourth of her yeah, uh, of her Cherokee uh, uh, yeah tribal payment. Yep, yep, and see if she qualifies. <laughs> Here's your four cents for the year. There's your uh, wealth tax. This is nuts. <laughs> what What the hell does a wealth tax have to do with, with his buying of Twitter? More importantly, um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, um, you swore to uphold and protect the Constitution of the United States of America, and I'm pretty sure the First Amendment is part of that. But anyway... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Um, speaking of fake race hustlers, <laughs> that, uh, white man, Sean King decided to, uh, tell us all that quote at its root at Elon Musk wanting to purchase Twitter is not about left versus right. It's about white power. Cause if anybody knows about white power, it's the white guy claiming to be black named Sean King. Wait a you minute. are so you have so much privilege that you are able to be a white person claiming to be black and get away with it. That's how much privilege you have. Wait a minute. Is he really, really trying to uh, put blame white power on the first uh, African-American to own Twitter? Just just no. <laughs> yeah okay yes he's from south africa ha 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 this is just no it's insane is what it is no is you're point. gonna trigger me so no we are not going to call elon musk an african-american nor should we is the point <sighs> But he continued, <clears throat> the man who was raised in apartheid by a white nationalist, he's upset that Twitter won't allow white nationalists to target and harass people. That's his definition of free speech. <clears throat> Where did he release that, Pat? Was it, was it on Twitter? It was on Twitter. <laughs> 
So that's your version of free speech. Did you notice that nobody right. took that down? Nope. <clears throat> There's still more. Oh, boy. Elon Musk has openly called himself a free speech absolutist and said that he wants to create a space where anything can be said about anyone. No, that is not what Elon Musk said. That is free speech absolutism doesn't mean that you get to say anything about anyone. Well, I mean, there are things that are called libel and slander. There are example. laws and things that you can and can't actually say. But he continues, that's why white nationalists are giddy today. Here on Twitter and other platforms that I track daily, it's dangerous. And listen, I don't even like the Democratic Party. So for me, this isn't about left versus right. Well, first of all, the Democratic Party isn't left or right, right? It's not supposed to be. It's, right. it's a political party. So why would it be left versus right? Left versus right is a philosophical issue, not a political Anyway, so for me, this isn't about left versus right, not at all. It's about how the richest man in the world, a son of apartheid raised by a white nationalist, wants to be sure that his speech and that of other white men isn't censored. All of that on that white nationalist platform called Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's still more, oh, no, there's to more? The story. Oh, boy. Sean King has now deleted his Twitter. <laughs> My freaking head hurts. I, I mean, bye, Felicia. Here's the thing. I, I don't care. I don't care that these people are deleting their Twitter accounts. To me, this is a great way to clean house of all this, of all that is the cesspool that is Twitter. Now, obviously, it's only going to be a select few. It's not going to be all of them because none of them care enough that Elon Musk has is, is bought Twitter. This is this is a minority group of the crazy people on Twitter. Are you sure That's it's a minority group, though? That's what it looks like so far. Fair enough. Now, I will say this, though, because um, there's no group that has been more insane about this than the Twitter employees. Oh, yay. <clears throat> Thanks to Andy No, our uh, our friend and uh, intrepid reporter. Um, <clears throat> he pulled the screenshots before they were, you know, hilariously taken out because... Here's the thing, though, with this whole, like, I'm deleting my Twitter. The, in the whole self-importance, with the Sean King thing, with um, all of those people posting on TikTok, right? All of these people also posting and then deleting their Twitter accounts, right? If the, the self-importance is what? Shouting to the world that, I can't believe this, and then deactivating your account. Who the hell is going to see it when you deactivate your account, you morons? But you, you know what I mean? Like, what impact are you possibly having on the world or on this debate or on any niche? Well, I mean, they are ridding us of their stupidity. Right, but do you but, but you get where I'm going, right? They're I, I so self-important that I have nothing. to post this. I have to get this out. I have to, I have to, I have to. Right, I, I gotta quickly thumb through this on my Twitter account. Right, I gotta go on Tweetbot and and then five minutes later deactivate my account so which nobody can see the things that I just tweeted. <laughs> you be so dumb for real, so dumb. But uh, the for real, so dumb, dumb for real crowd <clears throat> at Twitter, Jerryant Davies. Anyone in need of a software engineer with 40 years of experience asking for a friend. That was last night at 8.24 p.m. He happens to be real-time media infrastructure at Twitter, currently working on at Twitter Spaces audio engineering. And of course, he lives in North Wales. 
<clears throat> we, we also have Addison telling us this. POV, you asked me why Eden Moose buying 9.2% of Twitter? Because, you know, apparently you can't say Elon without putting an asterisk where there's an O or Musk or Twitter without putting asterisks in there. So, oh my God, nobody could possibly find it. Right? That's the whole point that it's not searchable right. at that point, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, point of view. You asked me why Elon Musk buying 9.2% of Twitter and getting a board seat is bad, except for he didn't get a board seat. He turned it down. Anyway, <clears throat> you asked me why Elon Musk buying 9.2% of Twitter and getting a board seat is bad, and I'm explaining why this was clearly not his end goal. No bleep, Sherlock. And things will certainly get worse. And potentially be dangerous for democracy and global of. Aff- there it is. It's dangerous for democracy. How? Oh, and by the way, Addison Hohenstein is a he/him software engineer from Duke University, living in you guessed it, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> <clears throat> Laura I. Gomez, a owned Twitter is one of the greatest threats to the 2022 and 2024 elections. We are bleeped if this happens. On, on, on that note, I actually do have a question here mm-hmm. for, for you know, this, this could be a good truth or fiction. So truth or fiction, uh, Donald Trump will make an appearance back on Twitter. When? In the near future. False. Uh, this is fiction. Why? Um, number one, I think he's more committed to other platforms, right? I think he's waiting and seeing. But more importantly, in the near future, we might be six, eight, nine, ten months before Elon Musk officially takes over Twitter. That's true. And, and so until then, what changes are actually going to happen? Also true. Do you think he? Do you think revising this a little bit? Do you think he will ever be back on Twitter? I would never say never, but I would say this: regardless of of the rules, right? Or hey, you're welcome back. I don't know that he comes back on Twitter just because he's welcome back. I think it would be wise Fair of him not. if he actually is. Um, you know, if he actually is becoming. Or, or, or actually will run for president that he gets back on Twitter if they allow him, right? Because it's his megaphone. It's his, it is the thing that, the, because my, my contention all along is that they did not target him after January 6th because of January 6th. Mm-hmm. They targeted him because they realized that they couldn't control the narrative if they allowed him to use their platform as a megaphone to speak directly to his audience. Right. Right. And by taking that away, their hope was that his audience would decline. Right. And his ability to, to directly speak to the people instead of having to combat the, the liberal agenda in front of them. Right. Right. They're all working in concert to a goal, an end goal of eliminating Donald Trump, of eliminating the conservative movement more broadly, or the MAGA movement, because I don't even think the MAGA movement is necessarily conservative. I, I think it's populist for sure. Is Fair there enough. an element of populism in conservatism? Sure. But um, anyway. Oh, the reason I'm at is like there's a lot of people freaking out that the at the idea that he might be coming back to Twitter if, you know, because of Elon Musk, the Elon Musk takeover. Now, um, there's one person's opinion on all of this that I think actually matters here. Well, actually two. Number one is Elon Musk, right? Right. But number two, I think, is the person who really thrust Twitter into the spotlight. And that's Jack Dorsey, right? The now former CEO of Twitter. Where do you think Jack Dorsey, who literally put the the guidepost the gates up for all of these you know so-called uh shadow bans and 
you know, um, permanent bans and all that stuff, right? All of the liberal archetype and all or architecture, if you will, of Twitter that exists today stands on this, Pat. Where where do you think? Um, my my initial guess would be that he he would much rather Twitter he doesn't believe that Twitter should be owned by any one person, that it should be a public company. That would be my guess. You, you would be wrong. <clears throat> okay. Because he says that Musk is the quote-unquote singular solution that he trusts to fix the company's problems. In his statement. Really? Yes. In his statement, Jack Dorsey says, I love Twitter. Twitter is the closest thing we have to a global consciousness. The idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. That's the important part here. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. So to your point, you're kind of right. But it wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. There's another difference. So he's speaking Elon Musk's language, right? Solving for the problem of it being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is also at Paraga's goal and why I chose him. Thank you both for getting the company out of an impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. I want you to think about that. Jack Dorsey is literally saying, sign me up. Mr. I, he literally led them down this path, right? Trust and safety. He created the trust and safety department. He created the path of, of banning shadow banning you know uh you can't say this or that or misinformation that term doesn't exist without jack dorsey ironically and here he is saying i regret that and and what plays in my head is i don't know if you ever watched it did you ever watch jack dorsey and the head of uh digital trust and safety on joe rogan's podcast no, I never did. Go back and do that. The The amount of pretzels that they twist themselves into is amazing. But more importantly, you can kind of see the wheels of Jack Dorsey's brain kind of turning as he's, oh, wait, there's another side to this. You, you can start to see that. And I, and I personally pinpoint that as the moment where Jack Dorsey goes, wait a second, I need to take a step back here and I need to reevaluate how I look at Twitter. And what he looked at was a company that had been so twisted that he eventually gets out, right? Mm -hmm. If we're telling the story of Jack Dorsey owning Twitter, that's the moment of which he, the light bulb kind of goes off. And he looks at this from a perspective of we've gone too far down this rabbit hole and I need to step back. So that's when you see um, Paraja come in, right? Right. And now Jack Dorsey is looking at the company from the outside going, hold, hold the freaking phone. This isn't what I created. And it's because it's beholden to Wall Street in that model. And we talked all about that. I find that, fa I find this statement absolutely fascinating. I also find it dead accurate. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this with you. Truth or fiction. Elon Musk is what will fix what's wrong with Twitter. Um, man, I don't know that I could go with either one. I I think I I think we all hope that it's truth. I, I certainly know that I hope that it's truth. Okay. Um. So I think, so I'm gonna, I think, I'm gonna stop I think you there. Though. The, I think he is of all the people in the world. I think he is the person that could do it. Now, will he do it? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there and just mm -hmm. ask a follow up question. Why do you hope that's the truth? Um, I, I, I mean, I've always kind of liked Elon Musk. 
honestly, I, I think he's done a lot of really cool things mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. business-wise, technology-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what he has said about Twitter, you know, being a free speech absolutist, I, you know, I, I look forward to those things. I, I, I want to see that in a social media platform, a, a legit social media platform that, that actually has a lot of users that, that has the brand awareness that, that has all of that. Because like it, as much as I like getter and as much as I, I liked parlor when it first came out, I mean, they were echo chambers for the right, you know, on Twitter. I mean, you have a, I think you have the potential to have a good mix of everything. Um, and that that's why I'm hopeful for it. You know, it's it's I've been on Twitter since 2011, and you know I I I want I want to see the potential come out in in Twitter again, and it just it hasn't for some time. And I I think Elon Musk, of all people, can fix that and can make it a more even playing field among the left and the right, and and create a a, a, a platform for all thought, not just one side okay and i don't disagree with you i think that that is the hope right is that that we we are starting to return to a not a discourse but a this can be a launching platform for liberty it right that that's where i look at this like could this be this launching platform for people understanding that liberty means you get exposed to all sorts of things that you may or may you may or may not disagree with, vehemently oppose, morally oppose, all of those things, right? Right. And and in fairness, like th- this is not for me, this is not a political thing. This is this is mm-hmm. simply how do you create something this where is a social all thing. thought is welcome. This is a social thing. It, mm-hmm. This is a cultural thing. Right. And that's why for me, I agree with you. I, I think there's hope. But I lean towards this actually being fiction, and here's why. Because can a singular human being change this culture that we live in? My answer is no. Look at the reaction of the Twitter employee base, right? Like, this is the most insane part of all of this for me. Right. I, I, like, I, you know, I get it. I'm 40 years old this year, okay? I turned 40. But never in my life have I looked at a company and been like, you know what? Um, I just, I swear to God, I if they don't uphold my Catholic value system, right? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream to the high heavens and blah 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 blah, right? And I think I've told this story uh, before, but my very first week. Um, in the company that I was at, in the parking industry, okay. Very first week, I'm sitting down on a couch next to one of the supervisors in my department, and we're just having a discussion over lunch. You know, sitting down on the couch, chilling, hanging out, and they're talking to somebody else that works in the company, and suddenly it's um, you know. All those, all those Chicago Booth uh, School of Business people—they're just a bunch of racists. What? What? <laughs> Say what? Now, Pat, her direct supervisor went to the Chicago School of Business, right? Booth School of Business, one mm-hmm. of the most well-respected economic. Uh, business schools in the country. So did our <clears throat> CFO. So did our CTO. So did a bunch of other people at that time. What the hell is that, right? So my point being, I, that's not even a thought that would have ever entered my mind. Yet it was spoken out loud. And we must work to dismantle um, the amount of booth influence in our company. <laughs> you see where this was going, right? 
Yep. And I tell that story because look at the Twitter employees' reaction to Elon Musk. They literally believe that their social construct of their life must be reflected in where they work. Now, if I were to demand that the company now bow down to my Catholic family values, how do you think that would go over, right? You must bow down. You must become pro-life activist. Otherwise, you're an immoral company. So the reason I bring all of this up, Pat, is because I want people to think through this concept. Do you really think that Elon Musk is going to be able to snap his fingers and change the culture of not just how Twitter is formed and functions, but how it's important? employees and its quote-unquote corporate culture works? I say, oh, hell no. Because we've raised a generation of me, right? We have raised a generation that firmly believes what I want, what I need, what blah, 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 must be reflected in where I work. It's that self-importance thing again, right? They are so self-important as a generation that they believe now can companies have values absolutely but but those values must be structured around the the fundamental product of that company i'm going to disagree with you slightly on this just just ever so slightly because i think generally you're right one person cannot just fundamentally change the culture especially at a place like twitter um however i do think that he could be the spark for change yeah i don't disagree with that but it's going to take more than him it's going to take yeah it it will take more than him it's going to take an entire generation yeah it, it it will take it will take a him and and several others and it will take years this is not going to be something that will be an overnight thing right it's going to take him and then 500 versions of himself because you're going to have to change Coke, Disney, Pepsi, all of these things, right? All of these cultural icons, if you will, of American society, right? The brands, Disney, the brands, Coke, the brands, Pepsi, the brands, this, da, 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 da. Every one of them has been infected by this disease. Every single one of them has. Right. So my point in that is that sure he could be a spark but is he going to change enough of our corporate cultures because remember today's corporate culture doesn't believe in shareholder capitalism it believes in stakeholder capitalism right it believes that that the the outside world is what matters, not the internal. And my point on company values, right? Chick-fil-A or a Walmart or whatever, they have a strong cultural brand, but their cultural brand was based off of what? A value structure that, that manifested itself in how the actual physical business was run. Okay? These cultures are not about how the company is run. It's about what the company says. Right. So, for instance, PNC Bank, right, or BMO Harris Bank here in in, in Chicago, right down the street where we've got the the uh, gay district. Okay, from where I live. It's not far. BMO Harris Bank, we take pride. Right. And 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 they want you to know that they they're culturally with you. Right. That's not how BMO Harris Bank or any other bank or any other company, they're not out there serving. They, they micro every little thing, right? You got to let every little micro version of society know that they're with you, right? Not that their actual company values anything other than the dollar, by the way, but that they outwardly are pushing all of the values of culture today. 
Look at Disney, right? Do you think for one second Disney values those things? Really? Really? And if they do deeply value those things, then we have no business doing business with Disney. None. We really don't. My argument is that um, watching their stock share drop 40% overnight after all of their political wars with Ron DeSantis, whether we agree or disagree with what took place there with Reedy Creek District, whether we agree or disagree over you should hurt the taxpayer to win a political cultural war, right? Because that's that's who lost. Whether we agree or disagree in that, they don't even care about losing 40% of their top, uh, stock value overnight, Pat. Their, their stock value dropped 40%. Have they stopped? No. How do you no. change that? You cannot possibly change that overnight. You cannot possibly spark. You could spark it with Elon Musk. But be aware. The fight that's happening because Elon Musk is now owning Twitter, because Elon Musk doesn't believe in, quote unquote, stakeholder capitalism, right? AKA socialism. That's really what this is. Okay. Democratic Socialist of America, if you will. I want you to think about that. They're internally having, they're going to have this battle at Twitter. Who wins that? I'm going to guess Elon Musk because Elon Musk writes the damn checks going forward. Right. Right. And, and I, I would argue the best and brightest of the, of the libertarian, conservative, creative mindset should be applying their asses to every position at Twitter right now. What did I say to you last night? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm half tempted to, to apply to Twitter. Do it. Do it. But it's going to take millions and millions of people like us populating these com uh, companies and literally saying, um, no, and populating the highest levels of these businesses. And saying no more. How this is a generational cultural shift that would have to happen. That is my point in all of this. By the way, one last truth or fiction for you, because I know we're we're towards the end here. I yeah. Um, truth or fiction. Once Elon Musk officially takes over Twitter, he will move it from California to Texas. I don't know if he'll move it to Texas. I, I, I think he'll, he'll move it out of California. He'll move it out of California. He'll move the headquarters out of California. Absolutely, he will. But most of that company is remote anyway. Most of that company, True. they work all over the globe. They don't. They don't even have to work inside Twitter's headquarters. And, and I ultimately think that's where this is going to land. He just see you later. Those Twitter headquarters are gone. See you later, California. And he'll put the the corporation right. He'll put the the private uh, S corp or C corp or however he's gonna gonna put it. He'll put it in a tax haven state. He might even put it in Tennessee or Florida or Delaware or wherever. Fair That's enough. where its physical address will be, but it won't be nobody there. Yeah. I mean, Elon Musk hasn't even found a home yet in in Texas for crying out loud. He just lives on friends and other business people's couches for right now. You know that? No, I did, actually didn't know that. Yeah, he does not have a home yet. Now he's, I, I mean, this is, this guy is not one of us, if you will, on the libertarian conservative side. This is a guy who does believe in a lot of leftist causes. He just happens to also believe um, free speech. Right. I don't really it, care it, about his politics. Though. Right. And this they is really not don't. about, this is about a coalition. This mm. is about a common cause. This is not about fellowship because there are going to be times where he's going to piss us off. Right. And that's okay. We don't always have to agree on everything, but on this one thing, this one thing could change the culture forever in a really good way. And by the way, that doesn't change the fact that he's already done some really cool stuff over the years. 
but and, and that that's that cool stuff is to be admired like like this that, that does not change i i really don't care what his politics are to say that he's done some really cool things i, I really i just, just don't care i don't care about his politics very much and with that pat your final thoughts on today's show don't get lost remember who you are no means no and should i apply to twitter Please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.